Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We truly hope you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. Well, I just want to uh, introduce, you know, Ralph is sharing the message this morning. And sometimes I feel like we can just kind of take things or people for granted. And I hate to do that because whenever we have a guest speaker, I always introduce, you know, I think it's good that we know who we're hearing from. Uh, but Ralph has been like a pastor on staff here for uh, over a decade um, but he's been part of this church for 25, 30 years, you know, like Tim was sharing. I mean, there's a lot of longevity with people, and, you know, Ralph's been here for over 30 years. So to me, there's nobody really that sh- demonstrates the kingdom life like Ralph. Did everyone agree? I mean, it's like we can know a lot of stuff, and, you know, we want to come and get spoon-fed and learn and write down all the notes, and, you know, but if we're not applying it to our life, and we're not seeing a change happen in our life, that I'm like, why are we going through the motions? We should be a joyful person. We should be loving. We should be growing in those directions. And to me, Ralph has always been the one who demonstrates that. So, um, so really, when he speaks, I mean, listen, I know he's goofy and we, he laughs and everything, but, I mean, <laughs> right, Ralph? I mean, but he's living the life. He's living the kingdom life. I mean, let's pay attention. So let's call him out. Give him a hand, Ralph. Wreck it, Ralph. You're wrecking me, buddy. Hey, Steve, let me see that mic in your mind. I'm just going to use this a little bit today. Good morning, everyone. Oh, man. So good to be alive. It's good to be alive. Wow. Whenever it was just like capture the moment. Capture the moment. Everybody's looking at me. What's he going to say? Oh man, I'm just I'm I'm really I'm really full to the brim. Okay, somebody hold me accountable. I, I got to go to five after, but that's it. We'll go to five after today. It's been a good morning. Um, Brian, can you put that little PowerPoint up? Uh, it matters. We're going to talk about this reality that it matters. I'm doing dishes. I call them, I'm doing my chores. I like getting up early. I like doing the chores. And when I do the chores, I really get into the chores. There's no fingerprints on the, uh, on the, on the microwave little metal part that, I don't know why it's chrome. Because every, <laughs> every time you touch it, there's fingerprints on it. And you know, you, you live and you love and you do life and there's little fingerprints on the cabinets and wipe down the table. Because Wani likes the table wiped down. And I'm doing my little chores and I got my little routine. And you ever say to yourself, does it really matter? And as clear as a bell, the Holy Spirit of God fills my little kitchen and he says, it matters. It matters. You love doing things excellently. You love serving your wife. It matters. And I'm wrecked. For those of you who are new, getting wrecked means you heard the voice of God speak to you. And every time we have a revelation, every time we hear his voice, revelation produces transformation. And we are changed. 
We are transformed from the inside out. We are changed. And it's one more step. You know, you were created for glory. You're created for glory. So in that moment, there was a divine sense of purpose. There was a divine sense of it matters. Decisions you make, choices you make, it matters. For the next two weeks, we're going to talk about things that matter. And I had Aaron. Aaron always helps me with some of the little graphics. And I said, Aaron, I want it to be simple but powerful. We said it matters. And I said, put a big period at the end of it. And we went, yeah, it matters, period. <laughs> right? <laughs> Decisions you make, choices you make, it matters. Loving well, living well, it matters. It matters that you understand your personal responsibility and your personal development and your personal growth as you are in a process. We are all in a process, but we're not in a process where, because we could be confused. Shar did a great job last week of how we hear Scripture through the filters in which we receive it because we think if we don't have a proper filter of the heart of God the Father, he seems to be yelling at us quite a bit. Instead of us having a proper filter, that he's actually looking out for our best interest. You know, do not worry is not him like, do not worry. What are you thinking? It's, I, I have the best for you. Don't you understand? I want to help you. I want to reveal something to you. If you worry, it doesn't change. It doesn't do anything for you. His heart is so big. His heart is so explosive that he's, he's saying to us, he's saying to us, it matters. So one of the things that Shard did was how we perceive and understand the heart of God the Father. So how many of you know it matters how we as a community here at New Hope and as we as a global body of Christ, how we properly represent the heart of the Father. It matters. So there's a deep desire in my heart uh, to see all the saints of God. You know, you are the bride of Christ. You're the saints of God. You know, once you were not a people, now you're a people. Once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. This beautiful thing called the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, God's desires to see us growing, maturing, well, being well-developed. Joy used that scripture a few weeks ago about a, a well-developed people bearing fruit in every season. How many of you know it's God's heart that you bear fruit in every season? Jesus gave, gave us a promise. He said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you remain in me, you're going to bear a lot of fruit. It matters. It matters. So I want to just uh, put a few scripture out there, then we're going to do a little interaction here. Ephesians 4.1. Paul's, Paul's writing, As a prisoner of the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. 
So I want to make, you know, like, you know how you, you rehearse this, you practice this, you, you want to be a good communicator. So how about this? You are only responsible for that which God has revealed to you. You are responsible for revelation. We call, use the word revelation. He reveals things. He shows us things. If he shows me in a moment that I had a divine purpose by doing things well in my home and serving my wife, in that one moment, there was a revelation that it mattered to him how I live my life and in the smallest detail. So now I am responsible to steward that revelation. Okay? So when, again, this is not the filter of live a life worthy. I'm watching you. No, it's live a life. Celebrate good times. Come on. Cool in the gang. (laughs) Celebrate good times. How many times? Rejoice in the Lord always. I came to give you life, life abundantly. I am for you, not against you. You're more than conquered. I mean, the Bible screams, the living spirit of God is screaming to us. I got an abundant life for you. Come on, celebrate good times. I'm a God who's for you. We sang it today. Do you get wrecked when you think that the God of heaven is for you? He's not against you? So when he's saying here, Paul's saying, I I urge you, I'm pleading with you. Live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Another translation is Paul saying, I encourage you to live the kind of life that proves that God called you. Steve, I'm honored that you would think that I was able to demonstrate this life because all of us are on a journey of being transformed into the image of his son. Romans 8. Colossians 1.10 says, so that, you may, so that you may walk in a manner worthy and please him in every way. So you need divine purpose. You need, you need something to inspire you. The very transforming power of Jesus is walk in a manner that would represent him well and in, in his transforming power well. That you would bear fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. We get these themes over and over and over again. I want you growing. I want you maturing. I want you well-developed. I want you bearing fruit in every season of your life. Oh, I'm going through a hard season. You're going to bear fruit in that hard season. So he's encouraging us, walk worthy. 1 Thessalonians 2.12, we encourage you and comfort you as we urge you to walk in a manner. So live a life. Walk in a manner. Continue to grow, mature, develop. How many of you know that we talk about the kingdom of God? And we talk about it advancing on the earth. So we know, as as a growing, mature believer, you know there's different words that describe you. You know, uh, we're an army. How many of you know we're an army? We're the body, right? We're the bride. We have all these different words that describe us, but we got this picture. I want us to, 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 I, I pray that I was able to impart this today. The kingdom advancing 
is that it matters in every little thing you do. See, again, I, 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 we've been loving Jesus, my, my wife and I, for, for 36 years. We've been committed to the local church. We love the body of Christ. And I have yet to be in a demonstration where I had military fatigues on and we actually took land in the natural. So you take land in the spirit. So it's really neat, as I wrote this down, and again, I'm talking about the advancing kingdom of God. If we are in Christ and he is Lord, you know, this hit me when Harold was here. The aha moment, the revelation that you're born again is when you have a revelation that he rose from the dead and he's alive and that he's Lord and you bowed your knee. Because think about each experience you had and again, a tiny little part of my testimony, I was in a jail cell way far away from God, wasn't looking for God and he spoke to me in a jail cell which the revelation that I now realize was that how can you hear somebody who's dead? Because he spoke to me, and he revealed himself to me, and I realized, Jesus, you're alive. My whole Catholic background, you're on the cross still with the crown, and you're dead. I don't really know about this resurrection life and this resurrection power, but you just spoke to me, and I realized you're alive. And then he said, I know everything you've ever done, and I want to forgive you. Boom, he's Lord. He's alive, and he's Lord, and I was transformed in a moment. Twinkle, right? You're quickened in a moment. But what actually happened, you were born again, quickened from death to life. That you, were, you, were, you were in the domain of darkness. He transferred you into the kingdom of his son. That's a miracle, and it's lordship. And in lordship, what happens in our journey is this. Now, we want to see a demonstration of the kingdom of God, right? We don't want to just talk about the kingdom. We don't want to just say the kingdom is here. We don't want to just say somehow it's advancing, but who knows how. So it's first, always, first and always and ever, is it's manifesting in you. So when we talk about lordship, the kingdom of God is here, it's at hand, it's in you, is Jesus is Lord. And the rule and reign of Jesus is completely occupying this space. And then what we realize is that we experience a battle. How many of you know been a lot of battles? And then you have victory in that battle. Sometimes defeat, but I believe he, it says Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Because sometimes even when you thought you lost, you look back and say, wow, he carried me through it in a victory. Amen. It didn't look good, but at the end of the day, it was a victory. So we have a battle. We, have a, we, 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 we received a victory. We took some land. You don't want to just take land, but you want to occupy that land. And then you want to be understanding the reality of his lordship. And you've got new land now that you occupy. And how many of you know the process repeats itself one million times? Because now you've got a new battle. Right? And the kingdom of God is advancing through you because it matters. That you understand that he's alive in you and he's with you and he's walking with you. And the advancement of the kingdom sounds silly maybe. But when he's Lord of your life 
and everything is his, everything you do advances the kingdom. So let's, let's have a little fun with this. It matters. Holy Spirit, help me even now, because this is, this is something that I've been processing. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. So whether you have received, whether you have bowed and said yes to Jesus for a month, three years, or 35 years, I wrote this down to that. I said, the world needs to see. The world needs to see. And then I said, we need to see the body of Christ. We need to see, the world needs to see a demonstration of the kingdom of God manifesting in believers. Right? The kingdom demonstrated righteousness, peace, and joy are all contained in here as goodness and mercy follow me wherever I go. Right? So bear with me here. Your life matters. How you live your life matters. The world needs to see a demonstration of the kingdom, of the lordship of Christ. And here's what's beautiful. When I say lordship, think about it. We have revelation that he's alive. We have revelation that we're forgiven. We have revelation that he's good. We have revelation that he's a good papa and that we've been talking about identity for decades. But man, if you don't know who you are as a son or daughter, or if it's not demonstrated in your life, then it's just a theory over here. It's not transforming you. It's you're, you're walking in no victory. You're, you're, you're not an overcomer. It's just a theory. But the world needs and we need to see all of us, the lordship of Christ is transforming me. And how that manifests. So righteousness, peace, and joy. And it's so funny, Steve. I, I, Stephen surprised me. I didn't know what he was, gonna, um, he was going to introduce me today. But what I saw, just on, a, on an illustration, this is a work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So I'm going to read a little scripture for you. Matthew 7, verse 24 and 27. Matthew 7. Jesus is talking. Therefore, whoever hears these words, whoever hears these words of mine, and writes them in a notebook. <laughs> Therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and prints them on a t-shirt, <laughs> you will be transformed. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, they beat, at, they beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, mm, we will liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand 
and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat on that house, and it fell. And great was the fall. Another translation, same story. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. Right? If you do not, now here's what's neat about this. Again, I, wanna, I always want to confront this, this filter of Cheryl, you better hear these words of mine and you better put them into practice. You're going to fall like a sand in a storm. That's not what he's saying. He's saying if you put it into, I'm, I want to help you succeed. Little short story. I am, I am taking my hula hoop class for three weeks. Hula hooping is hard. <laughs> hula hooping works this whole thing that needs some overhaul transformation. <laughs> so I'm committed. I'm going to do the hula hoop class. It's going to be my Kickstarter program. I'm going to do it because I did it a few years ago with tremendous results. Class one, Saturday, barely keep the thing up, dying, sweating, five minutes, I'm done. Class one. You know what happened? From the Saturday to the Saturday, how many times do you think I picked up the hula hoop? Zero. <laughs> class two. Oh, Lord, I got to work on this core. But class two, I was better. Got it up, doing some movements, working the core. Got my little routine going, sweating, working. How many times did I pick up the hula hoop in week two? Saturday, Saturday, zero. Zero. Yesterday, hula hoop class number three. I was better, because even three times is better than nothing. But I'm in the class, and the Holy Spirit says to me, it matters. If you don't practice, don't show up next week. You're wasting your time. How many of you know literally, the whole, like, it matters that you practice? Now, maybe I, I had printed this off already, but I didn't see, I didn't connect the dots that everything matters. And if you really want to work on your core, you're going to have to pick the dang thing up more than once a week on a Saturday. <laughs> Therefore, if anyone hears these words of mine, ongoing revelation, not a scripture that I memorized 18 years ago, which is important. But when I'm doing the dishes, and he says it matters, and I have a revelation of transformation because what I'm doing matters. Serving my wife matters. Being excellent matters. Wanting to get this temple in shape matters. But you got to practice it. you got to do it. So the filter is I want you to succeed. I want to help you. I'm glad I get to build on this next week. So if you're in for a treat, if you come next week, invite your friends. <laughs> Do what works for you is what I say. We need to put things into practice. We need to understand that we're personally responsible for every revelatory thing the Holy Spirit has shown us. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's our guide. 
He shows us, he reveals to us, he changes us. So I, I'm kind of looking at where I might want to land this thing and then build on it next week. So I think I would like to do something that happened to Joy and I this last week. But let me say this too as we, as we are just building here. If I have received a revelation from the Father and from the very Spirit of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit was sent, He abides in us. If I have received a revelation that I am truly a loved son, a secure son, fit it for yourself, if you're a female, right, daughter. And how do I practice this? How is it actually demonstrated in my life? How is it actually visible to others? How is it actually seen by others? You're going to be around me, and what's going to manifest and demonstrate is he is a loved son. Don't have to say a word. Man, he knows he's forgiven. He's filled with joy because the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. He's living a life that seems supernatural. I've been accused. I spent 17 years of my life working hard on the back of a truck sorting laundry. And what I realize now was all the blue-collar dudes that saw me sorting their laundry were somewhat perplexed at times. They're like, that dude's actually enjoying himself. He, he, must, he must have been born to sort, sort laundry. No, I wasn't born to so, sort laundry, but I was born to demonstrate that the kingdom was alive in me, in my vocation, which, which was a provision from God for my family. And I actually did like my job. Oh my goodness, it matters that you like your job. It matters that your coworkers are actually looking at you. So this idea, um, I want to go, build, uh, you know, we're not broken people with no hope and no transforming power. So when we even say, you know, I'm everyone, yeah, are we a work in progress? Yeah, but we're, we're not the sinner, loser, broken, trying to get better. I'm a, a sinner, I'm broken, I'm a loser, I'm trying. Can't wait to get to heaven when I'm complete. That's not a good picture, you know. You, you, you realize that's a horrible picture. <laughs> I am a loved son created for glory. I'm born again. I'm filled with the very spirit of God. I'm a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. Jesus Christ is alive in me and through me. Yeah. And I am a saint of God. I don't even have to be, go to the Catholic Church process to be a saint. But I am a saint. And I am a work in progress because it says we are his workmen created for good works. So you receive a revelation by the power of the Holy Spirit that changes you. So here's where I want to end. Joy and I were at a meeting. And what happened to me at this meeting was quite profound. I would never have expected what was going to happen. And it happened after the meeting. But what I realized is that in the very, so think, you guys ever think like this? God is like, does God like blow you away? Like, like God is like, right? God is so amazing. 
And then he's so, like every, all of creation is shouting that I am God and I'm a creator. And I've created everything, I've created you. You're fearfully, wonderfully made. Technology, science, animals, little hummingbirds, everything is blows my mind. Boom. Stars. The sky. Personal joke there, but it's awesome. So watch. This God is so big and so powerful, so amazing, and that he loves his church, his bride, his army, his people, this beautiful body of Christ that he loves. And so many of us are trying to live a life apart apart from him. It it doesn't work good. You know how people say, it's working for you? No, it's not working for you. (laughs) God has made it possible. So, so many are trying to live apart from the person of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus said, it's really good. I got to go so the Holy Spirit can come. And I'm going to live in everyone, and I'm going to empower you all. Powerful sons and daughters have been filled with the Spirit of God. So here's a dilemma. So our first, kind of, you know how you don't want to prioritize things in importance of order, but I think this is a big one. I'm going to leave you with this thought, and I want you to practice it. Because if you come next Sunday... And you did not practice this once, this is not going away. <laughs> because I got to practice the hula hoop, you got to practice this. Okay, so watch. What if we were discipling each other, we were talking to each other, we were reminding each other, we were encouraging each other, we put it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever, Twitter, 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 goofball, right, Steve? Uh, uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. We, we got this thing blasted. Social media. And here's what it was for us. It matters that we wake up every morning and we say, good morning, Holy Spirit. What if that's the one takeaway you get from this craziness I'm sharing with you today? The person, the presence, and the power of the Holy Spirit is available to you and it's accessible to you You have a perfect union with God the Father and the Holy Spirit is longing to be a part of your day. And here's what's crazy. If you don't invite him, if you don't talk to him, if you don't abide in him, you can go a whole day completely unaware of the Holy Spirit. And guess what becomes a pattern if you do that too much? You are living your life apart from the Holy Spirit. And you're wondering why it's so dry and why I'm not... I'm not, I'm not in victory. I'm losing my identity. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a wreck, but I know I'm born again, but I don't know who I am. Oh, it, it matters. It matters that you are fully aware of the person, presence, and power of the Holy Spirit. And I wrote down two, two things I'd like you to do. And again, we're going to do a little bit of this next week. We're gonna, I'm going to activate some of you next week. Practicing his presence. I was with a dear friend, and here's what's fun. You realize as a father, even like in a sense of a, I'm, a, I'm a grandfather and a father, and, and I like that picture because, you know, I got, I got a bunch of little kids. I got kids. Some are five, some are 20, some are 13. 
And now I realize I get to impart something to the kids, and I get to disciple the kids. And what I did, it, so somebody, it, was, it was somebody in their mid-20s going through a very difficult time. They reached out for help, which please reach out for help if you're going through a difficult time. And in the moment of this crisis, I said, stop, let's stop. You know, we love the picture because it's when Jesus, right, the, the, the ship's going crazy, the storm's going crazy, he's sound asleep, they're going out of their minds. And he just wakes up and he calms the storm. But in one moment, I said, stop. And let's be very aware of practicing his presence. And like, bang. And I said on the phone, do you feel him? Yes, I feel him. We declare out loud, we, we break any chaos. We break confusion. We invite presence of Holy Spirit. And we, in that moment, you practiced the presence of the Holy Spirit. Do that a lot. Do it throughout your day. Do it when you're faced with a decision at work. Do it when you're facing anything. Do it when you're joyful. Holy Spirit, how, how many, was there like joy this morning? Just Holy Spirit, you're alive. It's so beautiful. So you need to practice his presence. And you need to practice hearing his voice. This is somewhat deliberate and it's intentional. And again, God can do whatever God wants to do, right? We understand that. But if you don't take a little time, probably the perfect picture, yeah, you know, I'm spending time with my wife who I love. And we're at a movie theater for three hours. We didn't say one word to each other. That wasn't quality time. We could both veg out and enjoy a movie. We like that. But I'm talking about you want to connect. You want to pursue intimacy in a new level. You're not taking your wife to a movie, right? Let's go to dinner. Let's pick a quiet place. Let's get the corner table. Let's talk. Let's connect, right? There is something, and again, I was really intense about this idea of walk in a manner worthy. Walk it out. Live it out. You need to practice hearing his voice. Because I'm telling you, there's nothing like hearing his voice. Because there's little... Juan and I, I don't know if you ever see us, but we love the kids. We had a testimony from the gold mine two weeks ago. One of the little boys says to Wanda, I heard God's voice. And he told me that he loved me. Bang. He will have that experience for the rest of his life, and he will build on that. He needs to have encounters and experiences hearing the voice of God. Stand with me. Let's stand. See how good the Holy Spirit is? We don't even need the keyboard this morning. Everybody knows I get addicted to that keyboard. Because it's like, it's like we're all there at the keyboard. Holy Spirit's there. So watch. Shut your eyes. I'm playing my invisible keyboard. The music of heaven is running in your spirit. And you are committing, you are committing 
to this beautiful God that you love and know, and you're saying, God, I want to grow. I want to manifest your presence. I know it matters to you that I'm very alive to the Holy Spirit in me. So I pray that you would practice this week, that you would put into practice being very aware of his presence. Taking time practicing hearing his voice because it matters. It will completely transform you. It matters. It matters. We really hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please join us again sometime and be sure to check out our exciting resources at newhope.com.